You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we are your hosts this day for Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We had a great banter session about... I was saying personality types and prayer types, mm-hmm. prayer pr- preferences. Right. And uh, Teresa joined us for that and was talking about the new house of prayer that she'll be living in. And so now we've got Sisters Denise and Sister Lynn with us. So thank you, ladies, for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I, th- I can't believe you've been here this long and I haven't had you on yet. <laughs> Usually when somebody new comes to town, I'm like, okay, you're coming on the radio, so get ready. <laughs> yeah, it's really gone fast. This first year has flown I by. Know, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, Sister Lynn, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Okay, so... Um, yeah, my name's Sister Lynn. I, I grew up in Iowa, so Sioux Falls feels right at home for me. Nice. Yeah, um, I love it here. So I grew up in Cedar Falls, Waterloo area in northeast Iowa and um, was blessed to be able to go to Catholic school, um, grade school and high school. And I have one older sister. She's 16 months older than me. And then my parents, um, yeah, great family life. And then was able to go off to college. I went to the Twin Cities, so I met uh, that's where I met the sisters from our order, Pro Ecclesia Sancta, when I was studying in college um, and was introduced to them by a friend and started to get to know them. They had a women's group and um, would meet them at mass and, and it was good to yeah get to meet them. And I think that's when I first heard about the call to holiness, which is something I had never heard before. For me, it was something really um, new and, and exciting that to think that I could be a saint that I was actually called to be holy. Um, that's our charism as pro ecclesiastes sanctus to remind people to be holy. They're called to be holy, and so um, for me, that was yeah this new this new call from the Lord to strive to love Him more, not just to be like a good you know a good college student and mm-hmm. um, have good friends, and but actually to really um, want to give Him more. And so I think that's kind of where my um, yeah desire to. Um, learn more about religious life and, and kind of felt that call um, growing in me, that desire to give more to the Lord and started going to Mass and praying more. The sisters taught me how to pray, not just our fathers and Hail Marys and praying for you know yeah. this, the people who are sick, but actually having that friendship and relationship with God. Um, so I think in that time of college, it was a huge um, growth moment for me in my, yeah, in my relationship with, with Christ. And I do remember back looking back to high school, um, there was a moment, also important for my vocation, when I went to the March for Life in D.C. with a group from my high school and with my diocese. We went out there, the 20-hour bus ride, I think it yeah. was. And um, <laughs> and so we were at, we went to the march, of course, but then there was this big mass with lots of different groups and tons of priests and bishops, and, and it was a really, um, yeah, impactful mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the mass, I remember they did kind of the altar call so where they have the young men and young women who are thinking about bringing priests and sisters uh, to stand up so then we everyone in the congregation and the priest can pray for those people um for those vocations and so i don't know what like what happened inside of me that i just had to stand up i didn't want to my friends were there my dad was there as a chaperone and i felt like really embarrassed and Mm -hmm. um like it wasn't the cool thing so to be a sister i guess so 
Um, but the Holy Spirit helped me. He had me stand up. And so um, I think that was a moment too important to kind of, uh, yeah, realize maybe it is something the Lord is calling me to. So then in, in college, I was able to discern that more um, and realize, yeah, the Lord, he is um, calling me. He was calling me to to give him everything and to do that with our order in Pro Ecclesia Sancta. So, um, Beautiful. Yeah. My sister too, she, as I mentioned, she's a year older than me and she also is a sister. She also joined our same order. No kidding. Um, yeah. When she was able to graduate college and then I joined a year later. So mm. um, we're sister sisters, we like to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Sister Denise, tell us a little bit about you. Yes. Well, I am from Peru. I was born in Lima. And, well, I was baptized when I was a kid, but we didn't leave our faith as a family. So when I was 16 years old, I have my encounter with God. I met the sisters and, and the brothers because our order, Pro Ecclesia Santa, we have priests, brothers, and sisters. So mm-hmm. I met them when I was 16 years old. And they invited me to a mission trip where... That's the moment where my life changed because I went to this poor place in Peru, very poor, uh, where people, they don't have um, water, they don't have clothes to wear. I remember the kids walking without shoes. So for me, it was very shocking, that, that experience. But my encounter with God was when I was talking with a kid and I showed him an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So... The sisters gave us a lot to us so we can give to all the people over there. And when I give this this image to this kid, he asked me, eh, what is that? And so I was so surprised that a kid didn't know about Jesus, that I told him, he's God. And he, when he answered me, I don't know what is God, oh, I felt wow. so much pain in my heart. And I couldn't explain it because I didn't know what, what was happening. So I... That same night, I went to a holy hour with all the sisters, and I experienced in my heart that God was calling me to be His instrument. Mm. So I was—that was the first call I can I can think. So, and how so, old did you say you were? I was sixteen years 16. old. Sixteen. Yeah. So I never went to mass with my family. I didn't know much about. Of course, we were Catholic, but just as a name. So sure. So when I returned to Lima, to the city. I start frequently the going more frequently to the sisters, and I had that need to go to mass to the Eucharist. So I think God, that's the the year where He spoke to me so so strong. So yeah, I I answered Him that I want to be yours. I, I told Him I want to be yours. I want to be all. So then I start learning more about our faith. (laughs) And yeah, I have to wait until I was 18 years old, older. So I became a sister when I was 18. But I've seen how God has blessed me because after that, all all my family come to to the church and is now very close to God. So yeah, I've been a sister now for 15 years and I've been here in Sioux Falls since December. So just six Mm. months. Wow. And it's been a blessing. Well, and what I love about both of your stories is that I think in people's minds, a lot of times, especially if you grow up Catholic and you're in the Catholic school, you have a vision of what a nun should, quote unquote, look like. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were talking about in front of your family and friends, Sister Lynn, standing up in front of everybody and being like, okay, I'm 
considering this and I it's news <laughs> to me too. And you know, and then your family sister Denise who didn't go to church, but like mm. I think sometimes you have to think outside of the box and even some of the young ladies out there that you wouldn't think could be a nun or should be a nun or might be a nun, they might. You know, mm-hmm. you never yeah, know who yeah. God is going to call. And so I love both of your stories to share that with young girls that might be listening that you might not feel like you fit the mold, mm-hmm. but God could still be calling you. Yeah. Yeah, we talk a lot about, about that sometimes with the sisters too. Like a lot of us, I think, maybe have that in common that we never thought that we would be a sister. Not like maybe, yeah, sometimes people think you grow up being wanting to be a sister you grow yeah. up with the habit already but no yeah. like actually um for a lot of us it was kind of that moment i don't know maybe it's not just one moment of conversion but mm-hmm. those um gradual encounters with the lord that any normal person yeah could be called so yeah. so we just have to be i think open um and willing to answer that call knowing that maybe sometimes people think you're giving something up when you enter religious life oh. you have to leave your family and you have to leave i don't know um your interests or your career possibilities, but actually you gain so much more as, yeah, yeah as a sister. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. quite beautiful. And I, I just sitting here uh, for the listeners who can't see it, but just the peace and joy on both of your faces, mm-hmm. it just radiates off of both of you. And I think that says a lot about it. Um, so if you're just tuning in, we're talking with sister Denise and sister Lynn, they're from pro Ecclesia Sancta convent and they just started their work here in sioux falls about a year ago mm-hmm. um yeah. there's three of you sisters here yes and then yep, there's yeah. two priests in mitchell right two priests in mitchell and then here we also have a priest and is it four brothers five five, five, five. brothers now that live really? here in sioux falls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i didn't know that it's Where a f- uh, formation house so okay. it's in front of Gorman. So that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, we're just chatting with the sisters and kind of their can you know their journey into um, becoming sisters. And then we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to chat about what you're doing here in Sioux Falls. I think it's really exciting um, to bring a variety of sisters and brothers mm-hmm. and priests to the area uh, to let people get to know you and uh, the different. Uh, uh, charisms each bring mm-hmm. so we're going to take a folks we're going to take a folks break <laughs> you know mm-hmm. words are hard sometimes right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break folks i'm heather carroll and i'm marcus Ashlock. and we are your hosts today so we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back after this this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. 
Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we're your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We are chatting with Sister Denise and Sister Lynn, and they are working here in our Diocese of Sioux Falls. We were just kind of talking about how they entered... um, I don't know if you call it the sisterhood. And the, religious life, yeah. The religious yeah. life, how they ended up in that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about Proclasia a little bit, mm-hmm. about your order. Um, what are some of the charisms? How did it come about? Where is it based out of? All those good questions. Okay. So our order is called Proclasia Sancta. It's in Latin. It means for the Holy Church. So our order, we were founded in Lima, Peru in 1992 so this year we're celebrating our 30th anniversary Mm. so a young Um, order young order yeah young order um and so our charism our mission is to live and promote holiness in the church so basically the simple way to say it is to remind people they're called to be holy and also live that ourselves to Mm -hmm. try and live holiness which um kind of like i had shared that it's um a call for for everyone not just the priests and the you know holy people who pray all day but Mm -hmm. actually just for for normal people um doing our little normal daily acts with lots of love um so reminding people that that they are called to be holy and and we have the special devotion to the sacred heart of jesus so that's our spirituality Mm -hmm. um is the sacred heart so we always try and remind people of of who the sacred sacred heart of jesus is of his Mm -hmm. love um and and teach people about that devotion um what else? What were the other questions? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. So it's based on a prayer. Yeah, there's yeah. priests. Priests, brothers, and sisters. sisters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you said there's about 100 worldwide? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are in different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and We are in Spain, in Ecuador, Uruguay. Well, here in the States, we have a house in California, brothers and priests and sisters. And we have a convent in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Uh-huh. Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, um, how did you end up in Sioux Falls? That's a a good question. That's a good question. So um, the sisters, when we first came to the States 10 years ago, we were were in St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing different works in parish there, um, we got to meet Father DeGroote when he was a pastor in in his parish in Savage, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, So worked in his parish and served there and were able to kind of keep up that friendship. Then he was named 
after he was named bishop. So, um, and he had invited us to come. So, all in yeah, in God's time, we were able to come last year. That's um, beautiful. So, be what kind of work are you guys doing here in Sioux Falls? Mm-hmm. So we are right now working, serving at the Gorman in junior high and high school. Mm-hmm. And also we try to, as we said, our spirituality and our call is to remind people to holiness. So we try to encourage people, families and youth and in every mm-hmm. stage of their life, try to work with them. So in different parishes mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of trying to follow the line of Bishop de Groot's vision for the diocese mm-hmm. that missionary discipleship so um for example in the high school we'll do different like one-on-ones or mentoring with the students we work with campus ministry we've also been doing a lot with the staff and um, principals the um, central office and administrators so we're actually having a retreat with them this coming week oh. we're going to do a retreat with kind of the leadership of the schools um, which we're excited for praying a lot about and yeah, college students. Um, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been able to go to Mitchell too. Like you said, we do have our priests there, so mm-hmm. we'll go to Mitchell or different parishes um, throughout the diocese. We were able to go to Wagner and help with a retreat um, there. So just a yeah. real gift. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So I have to ask a, a total girl question. If that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marcus is like, oh boy, where is mm-hmm. this going? So you're both wearing habits, mm-hmm. and you have a black. Veil, veil, yeah. and mm-hmm. you have a white veil. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason? Yes. So <laughs> I, I have already made my perpetual bows. Okay. And mm-hmm. Sister Lynn, she is her temporal bows. Mm-hmm. So okay. there are different stages in our religious life. It's like mm-hmm. we always try to explain this way: when you don't have veil, you are like boyfriend. Yeah, like dating. Dating, like, gay, like dating. dating stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dating, when you are have the white veil, you are like engaged. Okay. <laughs> and then you are married when okay. you are. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so different stages, but of course, since we enter to religious life, we answer a call that it's for all all, all our life. So right. it's mm-hmm. just a reminders. Yeah. So yeah. So I know uh, what does it mean for each of you to wear habits? Mm, that's a good question. I think for me, um, it's that reminder of who I am. Yeah, that I belong to Christ, that I am his spouse. In our order, we keep our like our baptismal name. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of that reminder of like, I am who I always have been, but now I belong to Christ. So, mm-hmm. And I think it's a reminder, not only for myself, but also for the people that, that see us and when I first met the sisters too, that was something that really uh, caught my attention or something that really struck me is mm-hmm. that, yeah, they wore their habits and um, just to see them makes you think of, of God. It's yeah. just like a natural, yeah, you it see is. them and see, okay, someone has given their life totally to God and maybe I yes. can do that too or, mm-hmm. or he's calling me to that too. So, yeah. 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 So I also think that it's a great responsibility because we here in in earth, we are like the hands of God, his instruments. As I said, that was my first call when I experienced God in my life, that he wants me to be his instrument. So I think it's a great responsibility because even if I'm walking at, at the street and someone see me, okay, this woman belongs to God. This woman gave his life for something. So, yeah, it's to wear it. It's sometimes like... Overwhelming, also. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, and the colors of our habit—it's black and white—and black also remind us that we are 
like in a way, I don't know, it's too strong to say this, but dead to the world because we want mm-hmm. to, we are looking to eternal life mm-hmm. and we want to Christ to live in our lives, in ourselves. And the white, that mm, purity, purity, the uh-huh. purity. Yeah. <laughs> she helps me with the English. <laughs> yeah, I have true. to admit it. Yeah. So the purity that we have to be transparent, we have to give our heart, have to be pure to always give mm-hmm. it back to God. So mm-hmm. it's a blessing mm-hmm. to word. They have it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Some some orders have stepped away from that, and so I just find it. It's very. Um, I love the outward symbol that you're mm-hmm. providing, and mm-hmm. and letting you know people like my daughter see it. You know, and mm-hmm. young daughters, and um, I think it's just a beautiful witness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sometimes it's. Um, it is a, a blessing. We'll encounter people, yeah, at the grocery store, or, you know, just in our normal day, and, and they'll come up and thank us for wearing our habit. So, um, or they'll say that, I remember when I, you know, <laughs> I had sisters who taught at my grade school when they were young, and um, so, yeah, just to have, I don't know, have this as a reminder for people. Yeah, And I think also for people that don't believe, it's like, if they saw us, it's like, why she's wearing that? So mm-hmm. at least they will, like, have questions in their in their mind yeah. and doubts mm-hmm. and questions is good because you are looking for the truth and that mm-hmm. at yeah. least that will spark thoughts. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And how much? How many more years do you have left before you finally take your mm-hmm. vows? Probably about two or yeah, mm-hmm. two two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so huh. I've been a sister seven years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's quite the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is. It is. But I think it's good. I'm grateful because it's yeah that time to mature in your in your relationship with christ so so it's good to have yeah a lot of time to just keep praying and keep uh, yeah going deeper in what what that final profession is is actually like to have that realization of what really you're yeah you're giving so your life for how has it been working mm-hmm. with the high school students it's good yeah yeah it's good <laughs> yeah well, you've been here yeah. for a year. Yeah, so. we we had so we've done one year um, under our belt, and it was it's been really good. Um, it's a very it's a, a special school. Yeah, so like I said, it reminds me a little bit of my high school. Um, but yeah, we were able to work with the campus ministry and theology department, but also we try and do other classroom visits, not just in the theology classes, but mm. go to other subject areas and hmm. and get to meet the students. Who, of course, we meet the ones who want to be there and come to the retreats and come to the um, prayer, moments of prayer, and yeah. uh, but also the students who maybe don't really want to be there who are at a different <laughs> stage, who are at a different stage. Yeah. Um, and so it's been it's been good to walk with them and see them grow too. And um, yeah, there's a, a lot of students. They have weekly mass, so they all get to go to mass once a week and um, go to the chapel once a week to the Adoration Chapel and. So. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit that people here, I mean, the, the, the students are very special. I, I've lived in other places, not only Lima, and I think here, here people is like they have a heart more open to, mm. to hear God. So mm-hmm. I think this is a blessing, and Sioux Falls, Gregoria, it's, it's a special place because they are like... Yeah, they want to hear more about God. So sometimes we go to invite people, invite girls to have lunch with us, and they come and just talk about God. So that's a beautiful thing that I didn't have, but 
it's a uh, it's a blessing also for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know those of us that live here think it's mm-hmm. special. <laughs> and from a community point of view, is there anything that you need from us? Is there anything that, as a community, we can help provide for you to do your job mm. to to do that holiness in yeah. the community? I mean, I would say first of all, prayers, lots of prayers. Um, yeah, we always, of course, we always want to do God's will. So mm-hmm. um, to have Him help guide us in in our ministry and to always be able to share that love that He has, um, to share the love of the Sacred Heart. So prayers, lots of prayers for for our ministry for for occasions, um, yeah, for the families that we work with, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're a community that's very trained on helping uh, the convents, because like, we have the Adoration Sisters, and each parish takes a turn helping the Adoration mm-hmm. Sisters. And so I think that's kind of yeah. the, the where you were going, I'm thinking, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, are you guys... Like, do you accept donations, or do you need that kind of a thing? They were like, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Since there's only two of you, and you guys are, are only have only been here a year, is there anything mm-hmm. that you need that we could provide? You know, we as the community. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. we always going to receive donations, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, we always, we do. We, we depend on, on God's providence. So, okay. of course, through generous people. So, um, we're so grateful for yeah any kind of but we yeah, have seen also since we are here like how God takes care of us mm-hmm. also yeah like, he he never leaves her mm-hmm. kids and mm-hmm. yep yeah he's very generous mm-hmm. with us beautiful well sisters thank you for joining us today I, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to have you both here and on the radio and working in our community it's a real blessing mm-hmm. no thank you thank you for thank you um, pray for us of course we are going to be always praying for you and all, you. all the people here in the diocese but mm-hmm. thank you yeah. yeah thank you so much yeah. all right marcus so we are done with hour one hour one is over i know wow hard to believe isn't it yeah so we have a lot coming up we have ken sims who is going to be talking about a Knights of Columbus fundraiser for ultrasound equipment, which is always very important. And then a new deacon from the Diocese of Crookston is going to be joining us. And he's going to be from our studio in Fargo, but um, hear what his journey to the diacodent. It would be very interesting to hear that. Yeah. So see how he got called to the diacodent and then what his life has been like since. Mm. So it's kind of like a... We started with Teresa, who is going into the House of Prayer. Mm-hmm. We had the sisters. We're going to have a deacon. So it's kind of a vocations day. It is. I like it. I like it. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, if you missed any of the first hour, you can always tune in to Real Presence Radio online. You can look at our podcasts on there, and we will have the first hour posted probably later today or tomorrow. Or you can find it wherever you um access your podcast just look for real presence live and you'll find us there too so if you missed any of that first hour you can go back and listen to that again all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we are going to have deacon rob on the line so stay tuned more real presence live right after this Mm 